so that they can become confident parents. And confident parents grow strong families, and strong families create strong communities. So I feel like what I do is just a little small part of the ripple to help grow a strong community and strong families. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Dana Patterson, the owner of the doula group about different types of doulas and the benefits that doulas can provide for new families. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, and I also just want to talk about an event we have coming up starting on November 1st. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or are in the early postpartum stage, and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways and 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook, you'll get put in a group of other mamas who are feeling similar emotions, and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. My hope is for you to become more aware of yourself and the strength that you have in motherhood. Allow yourself the time to look deeper and heal so that you can be more present and look at motherhood in a whole new way. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm super excited to have you here today and get talking about everything that you have for us. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself? All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Dana Patterson. I'm the owner of the Doula Group, which is located in the upstate of South Carolina. We offer birth doula support, postpartum doula support, and childbirth education. I have seven children. Yes, they're all mine. And um, they range in age from 23 down to seven. So I still have six kids at home, but I have been through almost every season, seven times. Um, And, you know, being a mother is actually what brought me into the work of supporting parents because I know what I needed, things that maybe I didn't have but wish I did, and also the things that were just so incredibly helpful to me that I wanted to pass it on to others. So that's what brought me into the work and what drives me. That's great. That's amazing. Seven kids and such a range. Yes, yes. So our oldest was going to be an only child. <laughs> True story. And um, we really love kids. And so we ended up saying, let's have just one more. And those are famous last words because we just one more our way to having a 23-year-old, a 17-year-old, 16, 14, 12, 9, and 7-year-old. So, yes. Um, our family never felt complete, and that's why we just kept going. And when Gigi, which is the baby, 
even though she's seven, she's still my baby. She was probably about 18 months. And I just had not gotten that urge for another baby. And I felt like our family was complete. And I was talking to my husband about it. And he said, I feel the same way. And he said, so I'll take one for the team. And I'm just like, absolutely. Like, that wasn't a question. Like, of course you are. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So our family finally felt complete. You know, some families don't have any children and they feel complete at that. And some have completed one or two. So, you know, everyone has a very different journey. And um, my journey included seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so we have Rosie. She's our first. And then we're due with a little boy uh, in January. And, and people are like, okay, like you have one of each. Like, is that going to be it? And I'm like, well, we'll see. Like, <laughs> I said, I think, you know, you have to decide that like after every kid and, and it's a progression. And like you said, if you don't feel complete, then, you know, why, why not? Yes. Well, I think, I don't know, maybe we were influenced early on just from people who were brought into our path, for, you know, older generation people. And they, and maybe this was when we, you know, maybe had like three kids or something, you know, kind of a little bit more than average. And it seemed like a lot of them regretted not having more children. And we came to the conclusion that we may later regret not having more children but we didn't feel like we would regret having a large family. And I will say my house is crazy. It's chaotic. You know, people will say, I don't know how you do it. And, you know, I agree. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I have such wonderful kids. I'm completely biased. But, um, you know, it really, truly is just a blessing to, to us to have the seven children that we have, you know, but again, that's right for us. It's not a competition. Other people don't need to have seven kids. Um, it's just what was meant for our family. Yeah. So you said in becoming a mom, that is what really kind of drove you to this work. So what specifically, you know, was like going on with your first or when did you kind of really want to work to help moms? Absolutely. Yes. So my first, at three weeks into motherhood, I declared myself a failure. <laughs> um, and I know that sounds really dramatic, but I really wanted to breastfeed. I'd taken, you know, I had taken a birth class. I'd taken a separate breastfeeding class, had everything I needed. I was ready to go. And unfortunately, I just didn't know enough about it. I didn't have support, and that's what it came down to it. By the time I really got support for breastfeeding, you know, I wasn't producing enough milk, and it was just going to be such an uphill battle, and I was exhausted. Um, I'd never held a baby until, or a newborn, until three weeks before my daughter was born. It, everything was very new to me, and I just remember at when my daughter was three weeks old, just in tears when I decided we're just going with formula. I remember just crying to my husband and saying, I'm already a failure. And of course, I have a great husband. You know, he loves me. You know, he just wrapped his arms around me and said, you are a fabulous mother and you're doing what's best for our baby. And, you know, I was really thankful for that encouragement. But, you know, just looking back, we don't know what we don't know. And, you know, it took having someone come in to tell me the things that I didn't know um, 
for me to realize what I should have done differently. So when I had my next baby, when Fisher came along, I was determined that I was going to nurse him. But we started out a little bit behind the eight ball because he had a NICU stay, a 10-day NICU stay. So I pumped the whole time he was in the NICU. And when he was nine days old, that was the first time I actually latched him on. We put a lot of emphasis on the golden hour and breastfeeding within that first hour. And I do believe it's super, super important. And with all of our birth clients, we really try to emphasize that if possible. But, um, you know, here I am nine days and I'm just now starting, you know, and then again, I had problems, but I didn't wait very long to reach out to someone. And I actually reached out to a friend 17, almost 18 years ago. I don't think postpartum doulas were a thing, but I reached out to a friend who um, had five children and she'd breastfed all of them. And she, over the phone, told me what the problem was. She didn't even come to me in person. And I corrected. It was a latch issue. I corrected that and I breastfed him for right after his first birthday and weaned him because I was pregnant with the next baby. And that actually was a surprise, um, even though we were open to having more. And those are my closest two kids, actually. But, you know, just having people step into my life with Chloe and Fisher, with those those two babies made a difference. And so I really feel like that a lot of what I do now is just to to be able to step into the lives of families early on, because we do give priority to families who have babies six weeks and younger, um, but to be able to just step in and just help them start their parenthood journey on the right foot. What drives me is the fact that, you know, every individual, they have a, a ripple that's kind of like part of a, a bigger ripple. And I feel like that birth and postpartum support, and those really go hand in hand, that, you know, the things we're doing, we're helping parents start their parenthood journey off more positive so that they can become confident parents. And confident parents grow strong families, and strong families create strong communities. So I feel like what I do is just a little small part of the ripple to help grow a strong community and strong families. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And I love how you said, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And I think that's really what drives me the most, because I think a lot of the times, you know, entering motherhood, we don't realize what issues or, or things we're going to run into until all of a sudden it happens. And then we're kind of like, scrambling for the answers and like looking for things and we're like what even is this like I didn't know about this and while like on one end it's great like why even like bombard moms with all this new stuff or all this information that like maybe they're never even going to use but as long as it's kind of just thrown out there as a little bit of hey this might come up or like you know here's resources to things that you might need like if this does happen if you do have a latch issue you know like if there is stuff going on if you feel like you're a failure super early on like this is what you can do and it's going to be okay and like placing a person beside you that is that support go-to person that you can really just kind of hey this is happening. Why is this happening? What's going on? I think is so important and so necessary to have that just kind of on call and by your side. So I think doulas are becoming like more well known. 
I think a lot of people are more familiar with a birth doula than a postpartum doula. So could you kind of explain the difference between those and then maybe dive into more so what a postpartum doula does and and why that resource is is so helpful for new moms? Absolutely. So the difference between a birth doula and a postpartum doula, a birth doula is there during the birth. So typically a birth doula will do at least one prenatal session with a family, sometimes more depending on their needs. And they show up at the birth and they're with the family for the duration of their birthing time. And, you know, often they help advocate for the family. They give information. They give suggestions on positions for birth. If, if perhaps labor slows down and it stalls, but the mother isn't ready for Pitocin, then, you know, spinning babies is a great tool that birth doulas will use to help get the baby in a better position. So, um, you know, a birth doula really helps with that process, the, the prenatal all the way through the birth and one hour postpartum, which is called the golden hour. A postpartum doula comes in after that once the family is at home. A postpartum doula really is just that friend who's by your side to help you with those early days with a newborn. And it looks different from for every family because it really just depends on what that family needs. So typically there are two different types of support that's offered. There's daytime support and there's overnight support. And while the duties can overlap with those two, they are often distinctly different. So overnight support is what I have found is the most commonly requested support that we get. And the goal for overnight support is for parents to be able to sleep. I mean, what a gift to have a newborn and to have, you know, someone who's knowledgeable, this is what they do, and they're taking care of your baby overnight so that you can get the sleep that you need that's going to help your body heal from birth. It's not over once the baby is out because, you know, it takes six weeks for your uterus to shrink back down. And you have to think, it's taken your body nine months to grow an entire human being. You know, that's, that's a lot that our bodies go through. You know, you need a lot of rest to help your body recover because while you're sleeping, that's when, you know, everything is is really into overdrive just to help restore your body back to what it was before you had your baby. So sleep is vitally important. So an overnight doula, if a doula is working an overnight shift, postpartum overnight doula, she is, she's going to honor the wishes for feeding. So there's basically three options with that. If the family's breastfeeding, then the postpartum doula, once the baby's awake, will bring the baby there to the mother, allow the, the baby to breastfeed, and then mom goes back to sleep, baby and the doula go back to the nursery. The, the doula gets the baby changed and settled and back asleep until it's time for the baby to nurse again. If pumping is the mode of feeding, then the postpartum doula will bring the pump to the mother, allow the mother to pump for 20 minutes, and mother goes back to sleep. The postpartum doula gets the milk put away, gets the breast pump cleaned and ready for next time. and then obviously feeds the baby the breast milk from the bottle once the baby wakes up. And if the family is choosing to formula feed, then typically the parents just sleep and the doula just tends to the baby. 
Now, during a postpartum overnight shift, the baby is definitely the priority. But if the baby is sleeping and doesn't need one-to-one care at the moment, the overnight postpartum doula is going to do some things such as unloading and reloading the dishwasher, maybe doing a load of baby clothes and putting them away, just some little things, maybe just tidying up in the kitchen, little things like that that aren't loud, it's not going to disturb your sleep, that can just help you to feel like you wake up ahead of your day rather than wake up feeling behind. So doesn't it feel great when you wake up and you walk into your kitchen and it's clean, there's no dishes in the sink. So, um, you know, that's kind of a gift that the postpartum doula likes to give to the parents. Obviously, if baby needs a lot of attention, those things may not get done because baby is the priority, but there normally is time to at least get some of the things done. So daytime support typically looks a little bit different because the goal isn't necessarily sleep. So the families who request daytime postpartum support, a lot of times they want someone to help show them the ropes of baby care. So maybe they want to be shown, how do I swaddle my baby? Maybe I'm having trouble with latching. Now, I will kind of get into to breastfeeding in just a second, but um, you know, they, a postpartum doula can help with general breastfeeding issues. Now, they're not an IBCLC, which is an international board-certified lactation consultant, but postpartum doulas have received some training on breastfeeding, so they can help with general things. If it's something like a tongue tie, then we would refer you to a specialist. You know, the requests for daytime support really do vary widely. Um, I had a client that I actually served postpartum who asked that I help her organize the baby nursery. You know, sometimes they do want help. Parents want help with laundry. And, um, you know, we've had requests for, can you do the hand washables (laughs) and get them drying? We've had parents request that we go with them to doctor's appointments. And that way the postpartum doula can stay in the car with the baby while the mom goes in for her appointment. So it can look very different. And sometimes the daytime postpartum doula is there during the day so the mom can get a shower and take a nap. So there's a lot of duties, but it does look really different from family to family. And then how does it work? Obviously, I guess if they're doing an overnight, is that a longer period of time? Like what increments are doulas coming to the house to help out moms? That's a great question. So it really just depends on the doula that you talk to. Most doulas do have a minimum. And with the doula group for overnight support, we do a minimum of eight hours because the goal is sleep. You want to be able to get, you know, a good eight hours of sleep. A lot of families choose nine hours instead of eight, which is totally fine. But we do a minimum of eight for overnight and we do a minimum of four during the day. So that way it's it's just a good chunk of time that allows parents to have their needs met. And at what point would you be looking to get a postpartum doula? And what is the range of, I guess, baby age that you're really geared towards, focusing on, and things like that? Most parents want a postpartum doula to come in the first week, especially if they don't have family. Now, occasionally, if a family, um, one of our clients has family in town that's going to help them the first week, we may start week two. But it's very common for us to have the request that the postpartum doula start the night they get home from the hospital. 
you know, especially if it's your first. But, you know, I mean, we get requests. Sometimes it's like the third baby or more. But, you know, you're coming home with this brand new being. I'm sure you remember coming home with your first baby. I know for me, like leaving the hospital, I looked at my husband and I said, they're letting us leave with her. Like, we don't know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> and just kind of having that moment of panic that, oh, my goodness, we're on our own. And it was it was an anxiety-inducing moment. Uh, families that we support, they realize they might feel anxious. So it's very often that we start the night they get home from the hospital. And the amount of support, again, it varies from family to family. The most common is the first six weeks. We'll often have parents request three nights the first week, sometimes three nights the first first and second week, um, and then two nights the following weeks. But, I mean, we have had clients that have wanted support every night for six weeks. Um, and then, you know, we've had other clients that just wanted support maybe three nights for one week only. So it just really depends on what the needs are. And I know I keep saying that, but it's definitely not a one size fits all. But one thing we like to do, um, and, you know, this is what the family, what you would do if you're looking for a postpartum doula is you would actually sit down and talk to, to the postpartum doula. If you go through the doula group, you actually would talk through me. And we talk about what you want your support to look like. What are your needs? And so for each family, we come up with a customized plan, but we also have flexibility. So if a family says, I want two nights um, for a month and, you know, each week, but then that first week, you know, they have the first night, they have the second night and they feel like, you know what, we need one more week. We like pretty much can always accommodate adding that extra day for them because we do try to um, assign one doula to a family, uh, especially since last March. That's been really, really important because we don't want to have a rotating door of people in your home. We want you to have one doula that you know that you're comfortable with. And we, you know, it's just a very streamlined process and you know the support you're going to get. And it's not a stranger coming into your home. So that's really how it looks like to set up support. So, you know, there's that moment of you come home and you were saying all that anxiety and everything that's like really stirring up in you and things are going on. What have you seen, you know, from your personal experience helping out moms or the doulas in your doula group? Like, what are they seeing, you know, that that anxiety level be when somebody has, when that mom has that new help coming in? Like, where are they at? How relieving is that? And what are your clients really saying has been the most beneficial that they're the most thankful for in, in those moments? So, I mean, definitely it's a relief to have that helping hand to be able to get overnight support, being able to get extra sleep. One one thing that I think a lot of people don't consider until kind of after the fact is postpartum mood disorders. So, you know, the most common of those would be postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And, you know, I feel like there are five main puzzle pieces for, you know, parents, because it can be mothers, it can be fathers, for parents who have a postpartum mood disorder. And um, I'll go through the five puzzle pieces and then I'll kind of um, share 
you know, how a postpartum doula helps with that. So one is getting rest. So obviously a postpartum doula can help you get the rest you need. Getting adequate hydration and nutrition. So sometimes a postpartum doula, especially daytime, they might help with meal prep. And that can, or maybe even just prepping some snacks for you to eat throughout the day. So that way you're getting good nutrition. Third would be physical activity. So, you know, your postpartum doula is not going to go through like an exercise program with you, but she might, if it's daytime, it might give you a chance to, you know, spend 30 minutes doing some stretches or some light exercises that you've been cleared for. Number four is a social connection. Even though the postpartum doula is there, to take care of the baby and that's the main focus i have had clients tell me that just having a doula come into their home they had a chance to talk to the doula before they went to bed they talked to the doula when they got up when they were first starting their day and that they felt like it was really helpful for them to have that social connection that here is an adult that we can talk about, you know, anything we want. It's not just about the baby. You know, it can be conversation about anything, but it just helps the parents to kind of have that social connection. And especially during the time that we're facing right now with so much isolation because of COVID and we're not having people in our homes and we're not getting that social connection, the postpartum doula can really help fill that. And then of course, the last one is help. And help can look different. Help could be seeing a therapist or a counselor, it could be taking medication. If the postpartum doula feels like that, you know, one of the parents needs to talk to someone, needs to talk to a professional, you know, she will often see these little signs of a postpartum mood disorder and can just very gently encourage the parents of, you know, hey, like, I see you're struggling in this area. It might be beneficial if you contact a local counselor or therapist. And if it's something you're interested in, here's a referral. Here's a recommendation for one. So, um, you know, I feel like that a lot of times there's a stigma with mental health and with postpartum mood disorders. But if you have high blood pressure, you're going to take medication for it. Um, And it's the same thing with any kind of postpartum mood disorder. You know, if you need help, you know, you need to, to get help. But often, you know, if you pay attention to those five puzzle pieces, that can really help you in your journey to possibly not develop a postpartum mood disorder. Or if you do develop one, um, it can just help you to deal with what you're feeling and deal with your emotions. And, you know, since a postpartum doula can really help address each of those points, I feel like that's like a huge tool that most people overlook in their postpartum journey. Not only do they have help with their baby, but it's also going to help with their emotions. It's going to help them to not feel anxious. And I know the question actually was about, you know, how does a doula not help a, a parent feel anxious? And I did, you know, definitely wanted to segue into postpartum mood disorders. But, you know, even for parents who don't have a postpartum mood disorder, having a postpartum doula is going to help bring that anxiety down because you're not doing this alone. You know, you've got someone. And, you know, if you if you're feeling sleep deprived, you can get through today because, you know, tonight you've got your doula coming. You're going to get some sleep. And so just being able to have that touch point of, okay, I've got my doula coming and I'm going to have help. I'm not doing it by myself. That really helps to reduce anxiety and just really bring peace to the family and to the to the beginning of the parent journey. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's great. And I think, you know, maybe if you are you know, around friends and family or you do have a partner that's very supportive, those are great. But when you have somebody that's specifically designated to be helping the baby and helping you through this time, it's not somebody, you know, they're coming in fully prepared to handle all of this. They're not kind of also sleep deprived or, you know, maybe not sure what to do, or, you know, if it's a friend, maybe they don't have any kids yet, so they're just as clueless as you, or if it's, you know, a family member that maybe had kids years ago, they've been out of that newborn postpartum stage for so long, things have changed, ways have changed, you know, even just like talking to, you know, moms that have had kids before, like some of my aunts, my mother-in-law, like stuff like that, the ways that they were, oh, when you were a kid, this is what we did, you know? And it's like, well, that's not what goes on now. So like, you know, we're kind of being like bombarded with all this new information and we're educating ourselves. And we're really, you know, you said, even with your first, you were taking a class and you were doing all these things. And it's like, well, what's going on? And I think having that specific person that's up to date and educate it on all things new mom related is just such a relief to really kind of comfort you to be like, okay, whatever comes up, this person is either going to know about it or they are willing to like do the work to find out what needs to be done. Yes. And that's a really good point, you know, and just, you know, even over my parenthood journey, Things are very different. You know, I did things differently with my last baby than I did with my first because with my first, this is such a great example. The the sleep method was side sleeping. If you wanted your baby to have safe sleep 23 years ago, your baby slept on their side. So, you know, um if you're going to your mother, so you know, my 23-year-old, she doesn't have children. They're they're long in the future, but um you know, if she if she had a baby and I was given the advice that I used with her, you know, assuming I hadn't had more um, and changed things, you know, I would be like, oh, you've got to let your baby sleep on your side. Well, we know now that back to sleep, sleeping on your back is actually safer. So, you know, definitely, um, you know, other people in your life that give advice, it may be very well meaning, but your postpartum doula is going to be up to date on what are the safest practices and, you know, share that evidence-based information with you and make sure they're practicing these safe practices with your baby. Yeah. I remember specifically there was this woman that I worked with and, you know, I was very close to my due date with my first And she had said, she was like, oh, here's a piece of advice. Like when you're at the hospital, send them to the nursery. And I was like, I don't think that they do the nursery anymore. Like I'm pretty sure the hospital that I'm going to, there isn't a nursery. And she's like, my youngest is 10. Not much could have changed since then. And it's just like that perfectly speaks to that, that like, yeah, it might only be five years, 10 years, but things can change and they do change. And there's a lot going on. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Things do change. And as we know better, we do better. And, you know, that's the way it is in the medical profession. Once, you know, research has been done and the evidence has been compiled, you know, we want to start putting it into practice. 
you know, that's something that a postpartum doula can do immediately. So a little interesting fact. So I teach an evidence-based birth childbirth class, and it is about birth, but um, it typically takes in the medical field 15 to 20 years for research to make it into practice because it has to kind of filter through those who have the old way of thinking, the doctors going through the training, the medical professionals going through the training, they're going to learn the current research. So it takes time for them to get into practice and be the one who are primarily doing these things. However, a postpartum doula, um, it doesn't have to filter through. Like we learn the research and we just start doing it. Um, because, you know, a postpartum doula is always, you know, staying on top of things to be able to better support families. That's great. So what are just a few, I guess, like final words of advice or wisdom or, or things that you're seeing in your clients specifically now that is being the most, I guess, useful information and, and ways to really, you know, be there supporting the mom? All right. So um, I guess my first piece of advice, if you are planning to hire a postpartum doula, book early. (laughs) Um, We are getting flooded with requests for birth doula support and postpartum doula support. So um, if you want to secure that support, you need to book early because, you know, if there aren't, there just aren't enough postpartum doulas right now to, to handle all of their requests. So book early, you know, make sure that whoever you hire is someone who's trustworthy. So, um, you know, my group, we do have three, we do currently have three postpartum doulas and our postpartum doulas are vaccinated. So if that's something that's important to you, you need to make sure you ask about that. Have like a one meeting, have a consultation so that you can talk to the doula, ask your questions and just make sure you feel comfortable with her. And that's someone who's going to support you. For people who go through the doula group, you know, I vet my doulas to make sure that, you know, they, they are who they say they are, uh, someone who's trustworthy, basically, that they're, they're going to be someone that you can trust coming into your home. And, you know, for me, my reputation is on the line when I send someone out, whether it's birth support, postpartum support, you know, I want to make sure you get absolutely phenomenal support. And if families have a problem, they can always come to me and talk to me about it and I will take care of it. So, you know, but you, you do want to do a little bit of homework beforehand and, you know, talk to the doula. And it just makes sure it's someone that you feel like you connect with and that you're comfortable with because this is someone that's going to be supporting your family. So when you say book early, what is early? What is that looking like? Like, is it we find out we're pregnant and we have to book? Or... I mean, all right. So with birth doulas, yes. <laughs> um, postpartum, you probably don't have to book quite that early. But, um, you know, right now, like we're getting lots of calls for October and I just don't think we can handle them all. But um, I mean, I would say if you're due in, you know, January, February, like the begin, at least the beginning of the year. It, yeah, you definitely need to be looking into to getting your postpartum doula because it's if you wait until the last minute, there likely won't be availability. And I'm and I'm not a pushy person. I'm not like a scare tactic person. I hate that. I don't like people to feel like they're like under a time crunch. But just from what I'm seeing right now is that we've we've had a lot of 
a lot of calls and talking to other people in the area and people in other areas. So, you know, I talk to other postpartum doulas in other parts of the, the country and everyone is seeing the same thing I am for birth and postpartum support. It's that we're getting more requests than we can handle. So um, if you want to make sure that you've got your postpartum doula secured, like contact them. I mean, probably second, uh, early third trimester at the latest. But if you're listening to this and you're already past that point, it may not be too late. So go ahead and reach out anyway. Awesome. Do you have anything else that you'd like to end on, add to, really, you know, share with that new mom or, you know, maybe somebody that's even trying to conceive or currently pregnant? What would you like to tell them? So I guess my parting thought would be everything that we do is motivated by love. And, you know, whether you're trying to conceive, whether you're pregnant, whether you're newly postpartum, everything that you do is going to be motivated by love for your baby. And, you know, we make the best decisions we can with the information we have. Try to learn as much as you can. Surround yourself by people who are going to support your goals, but know that everything is going to work out um, because of the deep love that you have for your baby. And then if we want to get in contact with you, how can we reach you? Oh, great question. So the easiest way is through my website. Super easy to remember, thedoulagroup.com. And for those of you who don't know how to spell doula, it's D-O-U-L-A. Um, I see so many, excuse me, I see so many different spellings of doula. So the doula group. So T-H-E. D-O-U-L-A-G-R-O-U-P dot com. And we have information on our website. We have a contact page. You can contact me through there. And I love to schedule 10-minute conversations with people. So if you don't know if you need a birth doula or a postpartum doula or a birth class, you can just schedule a 10-minute call with me. Um, I'm more than happy to answer your questions about support about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and just spend time with you. Even if you choose not to hire us, um, if I can give you information that's going to help you have a better birth or postpartum, then I consider that a win because it's not just about me and my clients, but I want to improve birth and postpartum for all families in the upstate. So if I can share information that's going to help you, you know, it just, it blesses me and I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking with us today and really like doing a deep dive on all things doula related. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope everyone has a better understanding of postpartum support and um, that they'll be able to have their needs met. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.